Welcome back to Weekend at Berkman's. Show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haggs. Hello, folks. Welcome back from uh, Thanksgiving break. I uh, hope, hope everyone had a good one. We're, uh, well, we'll, we're far enough away from Thanksgiving. That's just a distant memory at this point with a couple days of reality uh, back at the office or in Steve's oh. case at home. Uh, just to, uh, <laughs> Whoa. Just, just to remind us what it's like to, uh, you know, I, I want to start this one, though. You know, I don't know if you all have traditions about how you go around and, you know, say things that you're thankful for, or, you know, maybe you got traditions at New Year's or Christmas where you do something similar where it's like, you know, the best thing you did during the year and, and things that you, uh, you know, things that you got coming up in the new year, um, that you want to do. But, uh, you know, I, I want to take this opportunity to, uh, to thank my employer, um, for the, for the time off that I was given in both vacations and public uh, oh. national holidays. Uh, cause I, I really think that, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta cherish your employers and, uh, <laughs> thank them for the benefits that they afford you. So, um, I just, you know, I just think, kind of think that goes without saying, and I'm, I'm sure that, uh, Steven, you feel the same, mm. um, with your employer. I can't so. tell if you're just doing this to, to get back at me for the, the kind of fiery rant I went on a, a, a couple episodes ago about those kind of people that thank them online. And now we're getting thanks on podcasts. So, Mike, I'm happy for you. Like, uh, that's congratulations. Yeah. And then, you know, as, as my old pappy would say, uh, they gave back again because they let me come back to work and earn another paycheck. So, wow. They just, it, I mean, they're just the gift that keeps on giving, right? And it's like. <laughs> that is cloud nine type stuff, Mike. I'm really happy for Get you. Get you something real nice there, bud. Jeez. Congratulations. Yeah, well, but, you know, I'm going to turn it over a new leaf here, which is I apropos. thought you were going to say something nice about us, and then you go to your employer, yeah, and I was like, geez, wow, okay. I was, you. you know, I was going to, but I. I don't. I didn't think you'd be prepared, and uh, you, you know, appreciate I, your uh, employer more than us. It's okay. Yeah, you don't well, even know me. our names. Well, they pay me, um, so you can be bought. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, but no, I we we can we'll we'll do something here before year end. We'll you know we'll we'll you know maybe do some highlights, lowlights of the pod. Um, you know, some brutal truths, if you will. Um, <laughs> but also, but is also, that a what, or maybe what we're yeah, a yeah little we'll call, uh, we'll festivus or maybe a Willie Peterson SLC, you know, uh, strategic learning. All right, I like it. It's good. It's good. Uh, is that like Stephen Covey? No, it's it's very very different. Yes, yeah, Stephen Covey Seven Habits. You got Willie Peterson and the strategic learning cycle. Uh, very apropos. Very uh, in vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I mean, just to put a bow on that, you know, the type mm. of things like your employer giving you time off allows you to sharpen the saw so mm-hmm. you, know, you, can, you can come back that much better. Recharge the batteries, away. sharpen the saw, more tools in your toolbox, <laughs> all the things. Don't answer emails for seven days if they're not important. Oh, all those glorious. sorts of things. Amazing. So, uh, so uh, in, I guess... Another one of life's little ironies. Uh, I, you know, 
I'm sure everyone knows by now that I live in the, the Dallas area. Um, so I exit the Dallas area for, um, for the Thanksgiving holiday and uh, Stephen and Mark come back to, mm-hmm. well, we're not really sure where Mark's from, but come back to their, <laughs> their hometown, if you will, for, uh, of Dallas for Thanksgiving, spend time with family. So want to get your, uh, you know, want to get your highlights and lowlights of Thanksgiving, you know, whether or not that's related to Dallas. We, I mean, we could probably do a whole, whole segment on Dallas and the mixed masters, uh, at some point, but, um, you know, just highlight and lowlight of Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully y'all didn't have too much, um, holiday poundage, uh, in terms of eating too much food and, and beverage. But, uh, anyway, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start with the old man. Cause I know that, you know, holidays, especially coming back to your roots, you probably, uh, probably helps you cherish the loved ones. So how was, how was your Thanksgiving? What was good and bad about it? Oh, Mike, thanks for asking. Yeah. And, uh, we've said this before a million times on the podcast. If I said it once, I've said it a thousand times, born in Nebraska, raised in Dallas, went to school in Oklahoma, live in, in Houston, it's very simple. Uh, I, I thought Indiana I and Michigan were in there somewhere. But that's okay. my dad, and that's my mom. But anyway, uh, going back okay. to Dallas, going home. I do agree. We've said it on here before. You, you really can't go home again. Uh, mm. But at the same time, it is nice to go back, you know, and get to to see the fam. Um, I, you know, I, I get to to sleep in my old bedroom that has been turned into my dad's office. So that's always. <laughs> interesting uh and so you know as an adult that's you know uh earned a few dollars and has a has a bed uh that i would call you know nice uh at my house the low light for me always is having to sleep on the old futon that my they put in the (laughs) bed (laughs) and it's just it's it's slightly above cardboard in Mm. its comfort level Uh, to have the bar yes right down the middle and again, I've been happily married for 19 years. Uh, and so sharing a futon uh, with Kimber, my wife, is one of those things that really puts a strain on your marriage. And it's not to do with anything you dirty-minded individuals are thinking about. It just ain't comfortable. And it's like, it's one of those that has an armrest on both ends. So you can't really stretch <laughs> oh your gosh. feet out. Yeah. So it's it's just bad all the way around. Yes. Pretty it, much. But yeah. what... What was it's the reason thing. why it's a good thing? What you're not as tall as Mike and I. Oh, I, ha- I hang out over the edge, but you can't really mm. put your feet out over the edge because when it turns flat into a bed, the armrests are at the end mm. and it's mm. just not enjoyable. Uh, so that's a low light for me. I've made it known uh, my disdain for said futon bed thingy in my room to my parents. Uh, and they've responded by saying, well, you can always get a hotel room. Uh, anyway, Ooh. so uh, uh, we choose to, to sleep in the bed, yeah, uh, or the futon. Uh, but, you know, I, we like to joke about it, you know, and how we have to go to chiropractors when we get home because of the futon and massage, you know, once a, once a day for the week following. Um, but anyway, uh, that's the low light, if you want to call it a low light. It's mostly fun. It's, it's like camping, only worse. Um, highlight, I think, is just... All of the food, and I think I alluded to it, you know, in previous episodes, just all the food, uh, the stuff that I've been used to for decades now is always there. Um, we typically will go 
to my brother's house now because he's got young kids uh, and he's good at finding local places that prepare different stuff for Thanksgiving. There's always the turkey. There's always the ham. But this time he also went to a barbecue joint and got some barbecue uh, that was pretty fantastic. Um, so that was fun uh, to me. The cowboy game sitting there with my dad. I did call a mm-hmm. fellow uh, podcaster here, Stephen, to get some bourbon recommendations. And I, I thoroughly impressed uh, mm. with the with the early times. My, my dad actually <laughs> liked that one the best. Anytime he could tell my dad, hey, this thing, not only is it good, but it was it was a value play. I think it ratchets up like two to four stars in his mind. You know, it's just like, Dad, yeah, this one was $20, but the Russell's tenure was like, I don't know, what was it, 35 bucks? He's like, yeah, but the early times for that price point. <laughs> Tough to be. Reminds stolen. me of like Morty Seinfeld, where he's like, yes. is it stolen? Correct. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so that was a blast. And then my dad and I got to play golf. We always love playing golf. Uh, we played golf on Friday, uh, despite the the weather not being great. We It takes a lot to get my dad and I to not go play golf. And it was a little rainy, a little cold. We said, that means the course will be all ours. And we had a blast. So uh, just great time all around. Highlight. The food, the beverage, the cowboy game, the golf, the low light. Again, just letting you guys into the the life of us going up to my parents' house for the last 20 years is that futon. Good gosh. I still, my back hurts just thinking about it. That's us. What a great, great week. Great week off. Have you thought about, I I saw my sister because we had, um, quite the number of people staying at my sister's to, and I saw that she had some air mattress. So it was probably about, probably about two feet, foot and a half. Oh yeah. Feet. Oh yeah. Have you looked at investing in something the, like that? An air mattress? Oh yes. They're very nice. They're very nice. We have one of those, but we didn't, we don't bring it with us. We, what? we stay on the futon. What are you glutton yeah. for punishment? Yeah. I think that that's on I you. Mean, that's probably, I that's think fair. if you have one, you know, sponsors opportunity for Aero Mattress, but I would say if you got one and you're just willing to stay on the futon, then that's on you. So Aero Mattress, we, you know, we could use it. Everyone's got, you know, busting houses the holidays. So let us know. We'll hit you up. Uh, see, when you come to my house, we have proper beds for you to sleep in. So. But hey, at the holidays, you're not supposed to be comfortable. That's fair. That's fair. That's part of it. I yeah, you know. you need a little bit more eggnog before bed or something. But <laughs> no, my challenge to you is, and and maybe this is how you can stick it to them. And, and it also is kind of an homage. Rent you like an '80s Winnebago. Mm. And next time you go to your parents, like roll up in that thing, park it in the yes. street, and just stay yes. there. <laughs> and then awesome. and then see I what happens. Yeah, okay. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be that, that would be, be hilarious. Okay. That'd be great. Do it. Steven, what about you? Oh, we had a great time. Uh, We didn't have as full of a house as supposed to be. One of the brothers uh, got sick the weekend Mm. before uh, from a hunting trip. And so we were down, we were down two, uh, which uh, the house is already crazy itself. So I think another two just would, you know, just would top it off that much more, but great time. I would say low light. Uh, just had to be the weather, as, as Mark mm-hmm. noted, just a lot of rain up there. So kind of mm-hmm. forced a lot of indoor activity, which there probably need to be some outdoor stuff with the, my little nephews, which are called the sticky bandits running around everywhere. <laughs> they probably needed to uh, get outside some and stretch your legs a little bit more to avoid the craziness in the house. Uh, but 
course, the highlights, you know, very countless, the phenomenal food that is made. Shout out to my mom, uh, podcast mm. listener. Um, hey, you know, mom. Seeing, seeing family. Uh, yeah, Mark, Mark says hi. No need to reply. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the great food, seeing everybody, um, you know, the, the, even going out to restaurant every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. After it, we go out and get our, our favorites uh chinese ish food the place that mike that you've been to which yeah a raving review review from you but hey it's whatever um (laughs) and then it went to you know a new place i've never been before shields uh which was an experience in itself a little mini mall uh and i could spend you know potentially days in there so really cool really it's like she's no not like i i never been to a sheets i assume sheets is like a wawa a little bit, yeah. Okay, no, no. Shields is like a mix between a Dick Sporting Goods and a Bass Pro Shop. It's got a Ferris wheel in there. It's got home stuff, a cafe. Multiple levels. I mean, it's huge. Multiple, two yes, levels, all this sweet taxidermy. Uh, yeah, it's pretty it's sweet like a Bass Pro Shop. Bass Pro mixed with the Dick Sporting Goods with mm-hmm. a Ferris wheel. Wow. And a candy shop. And, you know, and... Dick Sporting Goods Bass Pro Shop mixed with a local, uh, like carny, you know, little carny mm-hmm. action with mm-hmm. the Ferris wheel and the candy shop. Is this mm-hmm. over there by Nebraska Furniture yes. Mart? Right yes. next to it. Oh right. my gosh. Okay. Gotta oh, go to it. Here we go. You love it. He's better than the, he's better than the NFM. Yeah. Highfalutin. Yeah. I drive by it. It's it's similar. It's right there by the dump at Carrollton. I think it's pretty close to there. I, I drive yes. by it on the way to other things. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Mike, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, my yeah no my mine was great. Um, had a chance to kind of do like a an early trip out to out to New York City, which was um, which was pretty nice. Um. I really, I wasn't gonna get into this, but I mean, uh oh, in New York City, like I'm, I'm just thinking, if you come in from another country, like the takeaways that you would have from New York City, aside from the fact that it was extremely blustery, like it, it was, it was chilly. It wasn't snowy, mm. but for some reason, it's chilly, and you get all the buildings blocking the sun, and mm-hmm. so there's, there's not a lot of direct sun, mm-hmm. um, especially this time of year. Um, but it's like, you know, it's it's crowded. It's you got, you know, people throwing up. You you got weed smells everywhere. Mm-hmm. Trash on Horrend- the streets. Horrend- mm-hmm. Trash on the streets. Horrendous traffic. I'm just like, I, I can't imagine what people think um, if they come come over to New York. I mean, obviously, like for me, there's there's some nostalgia um for central park and the different parts of the city um the architecture is quite interesting because you know being from the states when you live in these like you know vanilla cookie cutter cities like houston and dallas you go somewhere else that's got um, history and and architecture and mismatch mixed match of of buildings and and whatever else uh it that that sort of charm if you will i think is the draw um but some of the once you get down on the ground level some of the mechanics mm. it's like gee, it's a uh, it's a little yeah it's a little much but um but no all you know 
the good thing there was got uh, got to see some shows. He did some nice places. Um, and then, you know, highlight low light in terms of spending time with family in Michigan. Um, it's just, you know, it's going back to your roots, slowing things down a little. Um, you know, got to play some some catch with the football, um, mm. as Steven said he was going to do. Um, play, play with my nephew and, you know, it's, it's, it's like a Werther's original commercial. It's like just, you know, slowing time <laughs> down a little bit. And, um, and that was, you know, that was pretty amazing. Um, at low light, I, I guess is, I'm going to pull a page here out of Mark's book is just leaving. Um, yeah. I, I think that as you get older, you, you kind of realize that, uh, these opportunities, um, aren't going to be around forever. And so it's like, it's just a good reminder to not take things for granted, uh, you know, because they can, uh, may not be there around the same time next year. So whether it's a, you know, time with family uh, or a car that works or whatever it may be, something you, you know, you don't want to take things for granted. So um, I did want to ask before we move on, um, Mm -hmm. do you have a, a Thanksgiving dish that you could, that you can't live without and maybe one you wouldn't care about if you never saw again? Um, I'll go. I think can't – gosh, where do you pick? There's so many good things on there. Uh, I, oof. I I think probably my favorite, which, again, a lot of people like this, but it's probably not their favorite because there are so many more obvious ones. I love the green bean casserole. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not – uh, it just oh everything about it mm. I love it it's great um, I wouldn't say it's like uh, if we didn't have it it would like ruin Thanksgiving but it's just it's great I love it uh, in terms of something I could go without or never have again I, I think we've tailored the Thanksgiving menu enough that there's really there's nothing on there that I would say hey kick that to the curb I never want to see it again mm. I will I do know. Other Thanksgivings I've been to, uh, or, or uh, you know, other meals I've seen that there's some of that pink fluff and just mm. other like nastiness, like kind of jelloey type things that are just absolute gutter trash. Like uh, how people eat that, just the look of wow. it's disgusting. Um, gutter so, trash. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't feed that to my pink dog. Fluff. Uh, you Dude, what, know the pink fluff. About? Oh, it's on. Like, if you Google nasty Thanksgiving things, they they show this pink fluff. Like, uh, I don't know what it is, and some jello y type stuff, which Mm. is just straight up disgusting. But again, we don't have that. Everything on on the menu and on the table is is great for us. Yeah, now are you seeing that disgustingness, Mike? Yeah. Oh, I can. If you, if to all of our viewers, if you saw Mike's face, that was. It's been a while since you've seen that face, so uh, you know it's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's not that bad. I don't know. Look, what Google, Google it. Is, but Google it's it. Like this. It, it looks like the pink stuff that is used to create the Chick Fil A nuggets before they're cooked. It's mm. like that yeah. kind of look. Not, mm. not good. This place is some sort of meat mix. What about you, Mark? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I too am. I, I love green bean casserole. I don't know. Call me old school. Um, this year, we, they kind of did it a little different, made it a little spicier, which I really liked. So I think most of the casseroles, the mac and cheese, the green bean casserole, the the stuffing to me is like critical. Um, the bread stuffing that goes in the turkey. I also am a big fan of the turkey. People that are trying to get rid of the turkey for other meats need 
to recognize that that's a big, big flaw. Turkey. Mm. Got to keep the turkey. Uh, some of the Nuovo stuff, you know, that's making this, you know, rounds different, you know, I'm just not, a, I like, I'm a traditionalist. I think one last year my, they tried to bring sushi and one of the friends, I'm like, get out of here. Like, this isn't the place for that. Um, that kind of stuff. I just, I like the traditional stuff. I'm a cranberry guy. I like cranberries. Um, anyway, I just, that that's, that's me. I, I told you guys last time I like the dips. I like the quesos. I like the, the, the French onions all that was there, the rolls. I need butter. I need, I need it all. Um, anyway, that's me. I, I also, my brother is pretty good at finding. So this is a little land. Yeah. My brother's very good at finding like odd beers, very, very niche microbrewery. And he has found some, and I don't remember their names, but man, they were great. And uh, just an IPA. He knows I don't like IPAs. He found, like, he's like, I got IPAs that you're going to like. Um, and that he's the one that turned me into that three nations brewery in the mango smash IPA. He had another one that was just out of this world. I got to get the name of it anyway. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> hot takes for me, like, I mean, these things that, and I, and I, I'm, I'm probably stealing from Steven here, but some of these things that you don't have more than like once or twice a year, like green bean casserole, yeah. stuffing, pink exactly. fluff, whatever. Like I, I don't need it. Like I, <clears throat> I mean, the the best side that I had was mac and cheese, and Mark just referred Ooh. to that as a casserole. But whatever, uh, was, you know, homemade be homemade bechamel medley of bechamel. cheeses. Like it was, oh. it was the best thing. And I don't need turkey. I mean, the, the, especially wow. the plain turkey. Like it gets cold, and I just like I don't I don't have chunks of turkey regularly throughout the year. So hmm. I. I do like the bread. I typically, like anytime I go to a place where you get some bread ahead of time, mm -hmm. you know, like you you put you can put that piece of butter there in the middle and it melt mm -hmm. a little. Like I think, I think that's where it's at. But you know, we we do like to introduce the other meats just because the turkey's so whatever. So like a little mm. bit of Polish heritage, like we do the kielbasa mm. and bring Ooh. that in with some spicy mustard. And it's, it's always That's a nice. Malt to the, I like the other regulars. Beans, is what I'm telling you. I just need the turkey too. Mm. Like this year, my brother did yeah. some barbecue place up in Plano. Probably won't be in business. Now. I don't know, but man, it was great. What's it called, Mark? Uh, man, I forgot the name. I'll he doesn't know. Him. He doesn't know the name of the oh, beers. Christ. He doesn't know. Apparently, he was blackout the whole time. Uh, okay, <laughs> now to you, Mike. Wow. The question is, do your parents do an oven turkey? Is that why it's so blah and bland? I Ooh. I think that's how they used to do it, and they're, we're not adventurous enough to do the fried, right? Mm. So it, Okay, that's uh, that's your problem. Mike, What I, I will challenge you in the next 360 days or so, get, get <laughs> you a fryer, learn how to do it. It literally is so easy, caveman can do it. But life changing fried turkey is way multiple times better than your than your oven turkey. So try it out. It's the only way to go. And you will be the hit of your next Thanksgiving when you're okay. the fry guy. So, here, so here's good news for me. So I'm, I'm going to go back on some of the things that we said we were going to do later for 2023. For me, I got two things that I can I can do already. So one is I can learn how to make money on uh, vacation rental properties without doing anything. So I got, I got a <laughs> seminar that we can all sign up for on that one. Nice. Number two, 
when I come back to Houston, I'm going to come to the uh, Haddock's Meat Preparation Academy and yes. learn how to how to do brisket, fried turkey, all the things. So I'm looking yeah. looking forward to that. All right, on to uh, this week, these weeks in golf. Even gave you the layup. You missed it. Yes, golf is still going on. Um, I I think we did find one week though where there was no PGA tournament. So um, which yep. disproved Mark and <clears throat> firmly planted oh, him in the Department of Corrections. Gosh. Okay, but everybody was playing over in the DP the DP World Tour. Um, oh, yeah. it, it's a good thing I had researched that because if you recall, I thought DP stood for Dude Perfect, mm-hmm. um, but. And then my pappy Ooh. said, hey, what's that DP stand for? And I said, well, it actually stands for Dubai Port um, mm-hmm. World Tour. So they had their uh, world championship, the DP Tour World Championship. Um, the winner, uh, John Rahm. Um, you guys like John Rahm? Are you fans of, fans of his? Sort yeah. Of? yeah. I like him. Yeah. I, would you, I think he – yeah, I think – People keep expecting him to kind of. What do you have? A couple of majors he won um, a couple of years ago, but hasn't really um, busted out since then. Um, but he ends up winning in Dubai, and then uh, Rory ends up uh, by his performance throughout the year ends up being number one in the European golf ranking again. Um, this is actually pretty confusing because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there. I didn't. I guess I didn't. One of the good things about the the pod is that paying a lot more attention to sports, um, mm. at least some of the underbelly and the mechanics than I used to. And so, like trying to understand how there's the DP World Tour, and the you know the rankings for the players there, and you know what the the race to Dubai and all that kind of stuff meant. Like it's it's been it's been good to research some of that, but um, you know, not not a lot coming out of that other than than rom wins and rory obviously had a uh, had a really good year um and then there was another one there that was confusing to me which was that cam smith mm-hmm. uh, ended up winning in brisbane yep. so now what's interesting about that is of course you'd know that cam smith went to the live tour this tournament was called the fortinet which reused sponsor mm. oh, Fortinet yeah. Australian PGA Championship. Yep. So <laughs> go figure. I don't I don't understand how Cam um, got to play in that unless that's you know some other PGA. Um PGA stands for something different Australia. I don't know. Um so that PGA. was mm-hmm. that was quite confusing. Uh and then he ends up actually winning the uh the Greg Norman medal. Mm-hmm. Um do we think there was any home cooking or foul play there? Not at all. Can't be. <laughs> no way. I, I feel like uh, I feel like Normie. Normie might have had a hand in uh, making sure that he got that medal. So, um, but uh, you know, Cam, uh, Cam and Normie, I think next year trying to, um, you know, drive additional tournaments to be in Australia. Um, and so he's, uh, he's enjoyed being there. And so, um, I don't know, like that's okay. I don't really understand how, how he got a chance to play in that, but, um, 
anyway, the thing that was supposed to be the most interesting was Tiger coming back. Now, unfortunately, oh, yeah. um, if you had a chance to look a little bit more into um, what happened to Tiger during his accident early last year, I think it's basically a miracle um, that he didn't end up losing his leg. And so I think through the uh, through the recreation of him as uh, you know Steve Austin, the six million dollar man, um, he having a lot of problems with that leg and his body parts. So uh, he was supposed to return to his his own tournament, <clears throat> the Hero, um, in the Bahamas, but uh, is not going to. So he he withdrew from that, um, which is unfortunate. Um, I, I'll give you. Let's play our our prices rate game here. So maybe I'll uh, I'll start with Mark, and and no waffling here, no ranges. Okay. Um, Okay. actually, an Oklahoma State grad, uh, just an aside here, taught me an important lesson. You never give an exact number; you always give them a range. Hey, how Absolutely. much is this going to cost? Four to ten million, somewhere. So Absolutely. okay, but no, no ranges here, Mark, and no caveats, and no, just just give me a number. What Seven. is Seven. No. okay? Okay, what I don't is want a Tiger's number. Tiger's current official world golf ranking? Stephen, higher or lower? Eight hundred It's actually twelve hundred and sixty-six. and twelve. So it's Wow. Not great. Um, I didn't even know there were that many golfers. Um, Me neither. <laughs> I'm but number eleven uh, hundred. gophers. I'm on number eleven That's hundred and twelve. a lot of gophers. Sheesh. I, I saw an article that said um, if he had won the hero, which is quite a stretch given that he couldn't even play, uh, he would have jumped up to 250. But uh, yeah, the plantar fasciitis got the better of him. So um, won't be playing in the hero. He's still committed to play in this uh, <clears throat> iteration of the match. Um, that we talked about before, and then the the PNC uh, father son. Uh, he better not miss that, given that they're going to do a send off for Maltby. He better he better be there. I know. Say goodbye to Maltby. But um, Yeah. yeah, Send. I uh, so still you know still quite a bit going on in the golf world, and uh, it's you know the we I guess. appreciate that there's a bit of a hiatus here but things are going to start getting pretty crazy again with um with live starting up uh, i do have a few other things to to highlight but is there anything you want to say um <clears throat> either about tiger or some of the dp world stuff that transpired Uh, you know, Tiger, I mean, obviously it stinks. I think he, uh, I watched some of his news conference. I think he's kind of, as he, in his own words, in the twilight of his career, you know, and that, that stinks growing up watching that guy play. But I, I totally know that he's, he's, you know, getting, getting close to the end. I don't know. I'm hoping Yep. the champions tour is a thing for him. That'd be nice. Um, you know, get to go watch him play out there. Uh, the PG, my dad and I actually enjoy watching the golf channel kind of on in perpetuity, you know, when we get together. And so we like the, the, the Australian PGA watching some of those guys play and DP tour, Mm. you know, that event. So I, I, and I think they mentioned it on there. Why Cam gets to play. I think the Australian PGA doesn't follow the same, 
rules or whatever, they didn't, you know, kick him out, so to speak. I mean, they wouldn't the best golfer in the world. So what, like, why would you kick him off the tour, Doug, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so that, that was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I, it stinks about tiger, but you figured one of these days it was, it was all going to catch up to him. And, uh, you know, in his own words, he's kind of, it's been, been tough. Uh, and you don't want him going out there getting hurt or hurting himself worse. And hopefully he's in the new sector, new, whatever of his career, watching his kids play. And I don't know. Anyway, so it'll be fun to see him in the, the father son thing. And I, I agree. I think it'd be fun to see the send off for Malpe. I'm going to be watching. I want to see how that goes. Yeah. Maybe he can share a cart with daily in the, uh, yes, yes. Father son. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Couple other things to mention. Um, so, Mark, I wanted to check in with you. You mentioned we were talking about like Uh-oh. good announcers mm-hmm. and announcing pairs and and people that we're happy to have around. And you and you mentioned Tariko and the British the British Open. That that's not that wasn't real, right? That was no, that was sarcasm. not at all. Okay, yes, okay. correct. Whew. Okay, just checking. I'm saying I'm not including. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was not no new. No. Yeah. In in other news, and probably not a shock to anyone, um, Bryson said that he felt like complete crap um with, with the size um that he had become. Um mm-hmm. no no shock there. Didn't look like he had a lot of mobility. Um no. a lot of extra room in his clothes. Um so he um I don't I think he lost like forty pounds or something, so I don't think we're gonna see that same Bryson. Wow. Um, that, wow. Yeah, that, that swing, that swing was, was crazy. That, uh, um, just, mm-hmm. just lashing at it, but, uh, it, it seemed like it was a bit of a, a cheat code, if you will, um, for, <laughs> for a few tournaments. And, uh, I think, what was it? Wingfoot that he decimated. Mm-hmm. Um, but then mm-hmm. after that, just, you know, between injuries, I think he tripped or something and then he went to live, um, it was unfortunate because it looked like he he might have had just you know with the basically hitting driver flip wedge on every hole um, mm-hmm. might have had a chance to do some serious damage to to majors and other things, but uh, fell off pretty quick. So um, that little experiment, if you will, seems to have uh, have gone by the wayside. Um, any idea who the number one driver of the golf ball was for this year? In terms of distance, Ooh. my my heart wants to say Rory, but I could uh, I don't know. That's right. Yeah, it was Rory. Okay. So he's just yeah. incredible, right? So yeah. I mean, it's like you you don't. I mean, he. I mean, he's obviously got some guns and in, in good shape, but yeah, you don't have to take yourself to the the Bryson extreme. No. Um, Another thing, so there's this thing called the Hero Cup. Um, I don't know if you've come across this in your readings, but uh, it's something new um, that hmm. they're doing. It's it's supposed to be the European analog to the President's Cup. Um, so it's uh, Luke Donald has picked 18 players from continental Europe and Great Britain. Mark, do you remember what Great Britain is? It's... Uh... The the oh Isles, the Isles, uh, England, uh, not including uh, no, uh, Northern Ireland. Yeah, so uh, England, yeah. 
Wales, Wales, and yeah, Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. So not the islands. Yes, correct. So it's continental Europe versus Great Britain and Ireland. Hmm. But oh, I don't understand okay. why it's not Northern Ireland. So I'm going to have to do some research as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, Still on the outs. Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense because in the Ryder Cup they're in, so I don't, I don't really understand so, that. But, like, yeah. is this professionals? Is this amateurs? What is this? Oh yeah, yeah I'm not sure like, you can. Shane are there Lowry. good enough play? Oh, okay, so it is some of the bigger names. I was thinking God. it's going to be some schmucks that, like, I'm like, man, how do they find eighteen like college kids over there? <laughs> What's his name? Barnschweiger. Barn. Barn- or Barn- you know, Barn- or having Colin Montgomery or some other guys come oh, out yeah. potentially. Um, but yeah, go, nice. I encourage you to go take a look at that. It's going to be played January thirteenth <laughs> through fifteenth, and that um, you know Hero famous Cup. European location of Abu Dhabi. Um, ah, but oh, wow. uh, yeah, Molinari <laughs> and Fleetwood, <laughs> very green, the lush green rolling hills. Um, yeah, Molinari okay. and Fleetwood are the captains. Um, so hmm. it'll be it'll be interesting. I, you know what. Uh, you guys detect or think of potentially any ulterior motives here for for doing this event cutting out the u.s uh from a Ryder cup uh type thing maybe trying to start a new competition i don't know i think it's that i think it's the task force without calling it a task force i think that they realize that the u.s is playing team events every year and they've and they've they've detected the wind shifting even though we haven't, mm-hmm. you know, even though we haven't won in Europe since the Stone Age, but they're detecting the wind shifting, uh, um, and so I think this is a chance for them to gel, gel the teams, right, and bring mm-hmm. back some of the maybe some of the European dominance. That's what I think. I think that's the more obvious answer. I think a, another option is seems like every time we talk about the European tour, it's something Saudi, it's something some. Oil bearing mm-hmm. countries. Think I just think it's uh, another. Hey, we're paying for you. You better come over here and play another tournament. I, I just think mm-hmm. that they're owned by the oil countries and got to do whatever they're told. Mm. Wow. Well, not. I mean, not to get too political, but it seems as like as long as it's not Saudi, it's not a big deal. So if it's UAE, got in it. the case of Dubai and Abu Dhabi, I think it's fine, Stephen. Mm. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, I, I, no, I'm not getting political. I'm just saying that, like, they own the tour name, the DP tour. They own all this stuff. They have the race to Dubai. Like, they own all this stuff. So I just think it's like, hey, we're just funneling money into the tour. We're creating a new event, and you better bring over 18 decent guys uh, that 20, 20 uh, I don't know, shoot, 2,000 people want to come out into the desert and watch. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, well, yours, be... yours is probably more realistic, Mike. But I, I just okay. think that they're own. Well, that'll be January thirteenth uh, through fifteenth. Um, I will and, not uh... mark my calendars, Mark. Mm. Mike. Okay. okay. Well, I, I, and I'm not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, entirely aware of the format, but uh, mm. I'll keep my my eyes peeled for you. Um, okay. Well, okay. I. Uh, just maybe a little a little tickler teaser I have I've had on the agenda for a while to talk <laughs> no. about uh, Beth Page, but um, I have to get to to bed at some point. So we'll um, we'll table that one for next time. But we're gonna we're gonna put it at the beginning to make sure that uh, that we talk about it. To Are you telling point, me that we're behind schedule, Mike? Mike, oh, I'm tongue. Classic. 
I'm going to cut Needs that one improvement. out. Needs improvement. Needs <laughs> <laughs> improvement. Makes me laugh every time. Even though, even though Steven says there's no golf, uh, we still find golf to talk about. Mm-hmm. The next time it's, it'll be at the top of the list and uh, all Steven segments will be cut out. All right. Time for everybody's <laughs> old favorite, the drink review. And uh, we're going to start with the old man. Well, guys, I have a real treat for you this week. Uh, I'm sticking with my uh, local local yet national uh, brewer, Carbach. And today, I found this little butte in the old H-E-B. Uh, shout out to H-E-B. H-E-B beer aisle. It's called. It's uh, an homage, an honor to the Houston Rockets back in the day being called Clutch City. The Carbot Clutch City Lager. And you guys know my fascination and desire to have lagers. Uh, so I had to pick it up. And uh, man, quite fantastic. Uh, mm. I enjoyed the flavor. Yeah, good flavor from beginning to end. No nasty aftertaste. Um, yeah, just all around good beer. I give this a four out of five lawnmowers. You know, right now the grass is dormant, so I'm not cutting it like I you know did during the summertime. But I still give this high quality, high praise. Hey, I still do yard work year-round, Stephen. Mm, um, mm, yeah, mm. this. so we picked this one up. Really like like the can, kind of old-school Houston Rockets colors, you know, the weird dingy red and dingy yellow colors of old, the olden days. Um, but, no, it's good. No no, uh, no bad flavor, no bad aftertaste. And I think Carbox's doing some pretty good things with the old uh, – Standby. I looked it up. Apparently, this is one of their uh, year-rounders. This isn't some special seasonal thing. Um, anyway, Carbach Clutch City Lager. Highly recommend. Four out of five. How would you, know, you just compare that though to like a Miller or like something like? Is it the same? Yeah. No, I'd say much better flavor profile here. I have fuller body, right? Miller, I'd say is a little bit, and not, not that I have anything against Miller Lite because I like it, but uh, just a fuller flavor profile. It's a little bit meatier. I don't know how to describe it because, you know, I'm not a beer aficionado necessarily, but it, it's just got a better flavor, a fuller flavor, um, less watery, if you will. Yeah, but I like it. It's yummy. Okay. Yeah. I look forward to seeing what you come up with when you uh, get through this Carbox sampler pack. They have a lot of weird <laughs> IPAs and stuff that I'm just not interested in. Yeah, it's uh, ugh. You'll leave that for Mike? Yeah, leave yeah. that for Mike. No, I can't do a Hoppadillo or a Oof. Rodeo Clown Triple or new, a new, crawling new, around on the floor, new. as my old pappy would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steven, what do you got? All right, guys. Well, uh, cracked a new one here. Um, ooh, I'm actually going to take my first sip live with you guys. Ooh! So we're we're in for a treat full for treat. the video watchers. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh yes. Uh, so this is the Knob Creek uh, Single Barrel Reserve, nine years old. So uh, you know, some people, different parts of the country, might call that Knob Creek. So uh, either yeah. one's oh, yeah. acceptable. Um, but don't get this confused with Gobbler's Knob, where Punks Tony Phil lives. Very different. This is Knob <laughs> Creek. This is in uh, Claremont, Kentucky. So that l- would be East different. Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. East Pitts. Uh, Kentucky juice. 
Okay. All right. So this is 120 proof, so 60% alcohol. So a little, a little hot. So it's been on the wow. ice block a little bit. So uh, yeah, it, I, I've heard it's very good. Um, it's not one that is always on the shelf. I picked it up probably, I don't know, five months ago. Been sitting on it. And uh, yeah, breaking it out for this mm. special occasion with these dandy fellows on the call here. Let's let's so give her a 120 proof hot. Like how long does that baby need to be on ice? Well, I mean, some people really like it. Some people like it. You know, some people like just, it hot. <laughs> some people like it hot, and they just go. That's their thing. Again, for me, as you know, it's not where I uh, I find enjoyment. So it's been on here a little bit longer than I expected. Again, we had. Uh, a lot of Thanksgiving golf talk. Um, so it's been on here a bit. So it's, it's, uh, proofing is considerably down, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, let me give this a little swaller here, boys. Swaller. Ooh. Oh, man. The face. The face. No, the face I was says laughing. it all. It's like when a baby eats a Sour Patch kid. No, I was laughing oh, at what man. I said. Okay. Oh, laughing at your own jokes. Classic. Yes, always. Um, all right. Well, guys, uh, <laughs> I, you know, here's my thing. I don't think I can give it a full official review because I didn't have it, you know, straight out the barrel uh, or excuse me, straight out of the um, uh, straight out of the glass here and have it fully hot to kind of fully, fully taste it. But I will say having it had it a little watered down, pretty good flavor. It tastes like your standard Knob Creeks, all the other ones I've had. Um, it is smoother than what I thought, but again, uh, it has been watered down just a hair. Uh, so, so far, so good. No complaints, uh, compared to some other ones I've had in the one twenties. Um, I would pick this for sure over those. Some of those are, uh, probably never have again, but yeah, so far, so good. I, I think I'll have to give it a, another taste here soon before I really can give it a full review, but so far, so good boys. Nice. Knob nine. Knob nine. Knob crick. Knob crick. Knob crick. Mm. Sounds like yeah. sounds like the kind of stuff to put some hair on your chest, which I, I don't <laughs> think you need. But man, that first face that you made made me want to. I, I was worried. No, about I was laughing at give it a swallow, okay. boys. There's okay. Let me explain that real quick. There's a guy I follow on Instagram, and he does beer reviews, not too much similar than what you guys do. Nice. He's from out. Yeah, he's. He, I think he started up after us, so I think we might have trademarking on him. Nice. Uh, but he's a guy from small town Alabama, called named Willie, and uh, his <laughs> his cousin or someone like that tells him, "All right, we'll give it a swallow," and he does a review, and and he has a very unique scale. I'll, I'll send you guys some videos. I think you'll get a good chuckle, okay. old Willie in Alabama. <clears throat> Huh. All right. Well, I uh, so I so I did want to ask if if uh, Mark had given you a call to get a recommendation, but it sounds like he, he did. He oh did yeah. Me, but he didn't really need it, or he just like uh, the early times. I, I think we talk, I think he no, needed it. I but... did. We we talked through quite a bit. I mean, we started on the Canadian side. We talked through Canadian Club Nine. We walked through a lot. I, I and I, dude, there is. I, I don't know how. Uh, a bourbon hunter keeps it all straight. Like there are so many new entrants into the market and new names and new bottles, high on the shelf, low on the shelf. Stephen also encouraged me and I got up the gumption to go ask the guy if there's anything been allocated. We talked, they had some smoke wagon that was been allocated behind the counter. 
Uh, but Stephen told me to avoid it, so I did. And... Whoa, I didn't say avoid. Uh, no, sorry, it. I said yeah, avoid. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, yeah, the the, the whatever. I the avoid Halloween the straight, but the yeah, small right. batch, very good. Right, good point. So no, I called okay. and we talked. Yeah, but hey, I'm just. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm so proud. It sounds like I went two for two. Made one oh, of the yeah. things that made my Thanksgiving week was making sure that Mark and uh, his family enjoyed some, oh, yeah. some good bourbon. So that, that made me happy. I'm a little surprised though that when you told your dad or or when you brought home early times that he was like, oh, he's like, okay, all right, I'll go get a mattress. We're not we're not going to be drinking early times <laughs> bottom shelf, but uh, sounds like you got the, the step up. No, no, he loved the grand old dad or whatever uh, one fourteen. That's my dad. He loves a good deal. Uh, okay. He also, also had to talk deal. him off the Garrison Brothers ledge. Don't get me started mm-hmm. on that stuff. All right. And Stephen, nope. I'm going to send you a golf.com article, <clears throat> which was titled Sweetens Cove Whiskey Lives Up to the Hype. Um, mm. Because uh, that wasn't, uh, and I don't know how you got it for free, but that wasn't exactly your favorite, but uh, mm. according to this particular. But we've we've already established that the, the writers at golf.com are boobs, but uh, <laughs> you might need to read this article and, and refute and defend yourself. Well, here's the thing, though, Mike. I can't judge it yet, as we know what those writers are like, but <laughs> there's two versions of Sweden's Cove whiskey. I had one, so maybe they had the higher-end one. Which that's different. Go. It's it's well over a hundred dollars. Uh, so if it's that one, all for it probably yeah. will not uh, be buying it. But I think the one that Kennessy one that you had was the also ran, and they just gave the obligatory. Yeah, it's good as well. But I think the one that they liked was the vanilla, the um, mm-hmm. the Tennessee one. But um, yeah. Uh, so for me, for my review, I did have a chance over the holiday to um, indulge in um, something out of Great Lakes Brewing, which I had a chance when I was living in Jersey to get a couple of sampler packs and other things from Great Lakes, which is out of Cleveland. And, um, you know, I'm kind of regretting my, um, you know, choice to to sample some of these darker winter beers. Cause like I said, they, you know, with the, the cinnamon and the nutmeg, they can get overloaded pretty quick and not be that great. But this one from Great Lakes was it was amazing. It's because it had like a hint of honey and sweetness. Oh. And so it cut um, a lot of the sort of like porter stout type flavors that you might get from some of these some of these winter ales. Um but uh, I, I'm not reviewing that today. What I'm reviewing today is uh, it's called Sweater Weather. So it's kind of oh. a it's kind of a cool can because it's got like it looks like it's that um, oh, yeah. ugly Christmas sweater uh-huh. stitching. Um, this one is out of Lakewood, um, which I think I've had one other uh, one of these actually local in uh, Garland, uh, Texas, in the DFW area here and on the the east or the northeast side. Um, sweater weather, winter warmer ale. Um, enjoy the great outdoors with a big classic Belgian style winter warmer. Tis the season for fire pits, patio heaters, and good company pairs with aged Gouda fudge Mm. brownies. And I can see my breath. Um, you know, one (laughs) Lakewood brewing, that's kind of a misnomer or false advertising. I looked it didn't look like there was any Lake up that way. Um, so you're like, Oh, it's, you know, Lakewood and they're, they're doing a, a winter ale. So that ought to be good. Um, and you know, I, I just, I'm not a fan. Um, oh. it, it's got some sort of like, 
it's got some sort of like weird fishy aftertaste um so i yeah no, this this one's not for me um i can have i can have a few of the the shiner cheer um that i reviewed earlier the the great lakes one that i had um the crisp it was just called the christmas sale the one that i had last week um that one was really good this one sweater weather looked like it would be cool and good um and i was i was inspired because when i read the description it said that it was a classic belgian style and so i thought maybe it might have a slightly different uh flavor more like a a triple or some of the other belgian beers but it um it didn't and it had that fishy aftertaste so this is not a not a recommend for me Oof. man sorry never good all right the one thing i'm i'm am impressed with mike i will say is we we've noted the graphic art on these beer cans top mm -hmm. notch and the nice little blurbs of you're about to experience this it goes well it pairs well with this mm -hmm. kudos i mean they've really elevated you know the standard basic beer can which again mm -hmm. some of them are very beautiful but i'm telling you what they, they really figured it out with these little craft beers yeah well, some of them probably ought to spend more time on the product than the can, but uh, yeah, no, I, you're you're right. Um, and a, a quick challenge for you, Stephen. I did see a, a billboard that said there was something about an agave bourbon offering. Ooh. So, given your love of tequila and mezcal and bourbon, uh, you might might have to take a look mm. at that. All right, let me get a taste test first. I don't want to buy the whole bottle and be disappointed. All right. Uh, so quick, uh, quick update on cowhide. I certainly wasn't going to skip this one this week. Given oh. that, uh, Purdue ended up winning the big 10 West. So I actually think, uh, Purdue ended up with a better record than, um, Oklahoma state somehow. Um, so sorry about that one. Uh, Mark okay. and Steven. You're welcome. But, yeah. Hey, well, and uh, mm. <laughs> If Don't we played in the Big Ten, if we played in the Big Ten oh, West, gosh, here we oh go. my, come on! I, yeah. you know what? Small victories. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. I'll shut my mouth. But oh man, okay, yeah. So I uh, appreciate that. So this weekend, uh, the Boilers, winners of the Big Ten West, will be taking on the uh, University of Michigan. Uh, Harbaugh and the boys ended up beating the Ohio State. I think that's two years in a row now. So he's uh. Mm -hmm on a bit of a heater there with that rivalry. Um, you know, I, uh, I was challenged here by my uh, fellow podcasters to travel back to, to my home of Indianapolis for that game. Not going to be doing that. Uh, the, I, I thought it was going to be something like a 20 or 30 point line. Uh, it's actually not that bad. Maybe we'll ask Marnak uh, about that a little later on, but um should be uh should be an interesting game. I hope that the Boilers show up, but uh, I could I could see that one being a complete blowout. Um, mm. uh, if you know things things don't go well, because Michigan Michigan looks like they're for real. Uh, and um, it, it was I guess just unfortunate for Ohio State that given that they lost, you know, get all the way to the end of the season against your rival undefeated, and then lose, and then you're uh, you're most likely out of the the college football playoff um have you all studied um the the college football playoff scene at all right now and and what who y'all might think might get in most likely so it's so top four are uh georgia looks like a juggernaut 
Um, Michigan, obviously, they're probably not going to lose to Purdue. Um, TCU, um, you know, just I, continues to win. Uh, uh-huh. And then USC, um, yeah. given that, that Ohio State lost, and I don't know if Ohio State's five or who exactly is, you know, five and six between Alabama and, and Ohio State and who might jump and everything. But um, are we thinking that it's going to be the top four who are going to get in, or is there a, potentially a shift? And I guess uh, if if we're thinking that USC is most likely the one to lose, um, I guess TCU could lose to to Kansas State, but if uh, either one of those teams lose, who do you think jumps in? Is it Ohio State or somebody else? I don't know. I think the way, you know, when my dad and I were talking about this, I think if Ohio State would have lost by a field goal or a touchdown, yeah. they'd have more of yep. a case. But, yep. I mean, they got manhandled on At their home. turf. Yep, exactly. Yeah, which, to me, that, that – uh, uh, that was big, yeah. and they've and some other games have been really close. They've won a lot of really like close games. Mm-hmm. Even the week before, mm-hmm. they struggled in Maryland, right, which should not have mm-hmm. been a game. So, uh, I don't think so. Like, there's a lot of people I follow that think it's set. Like, even if one of these teams loses, they still have more of a case than the others. Um, I I find these rankings crazy. I find that Bama and Tennessee are both. 10 and two and Alabama's ranked ahead of Tennessee, which Tennessee beat them. So like, I, I just, the whole ranking thing and the whole committee thing is a joke that we have people that don't know anything about football, ranking football and supposedly watching it all weekend, which is ass nine to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it is set. I, I do think that the USC Utah game is actually yep. going to be pretty good. Uh, Utah has had some really good games here. They can put up points. They got a decent defense. I think that'll be good. I think TCU, Kansas State will be really good. I mean, that game was super close, and TCU was losing when Kansas State had in their starter and then their backup and then only lost with their third stringer. So I actually think it's going to be a great game back in pretty much TCU's uh, home field advantage right there in Arlington. So I I think it's going to be great, great football. Yeah, Stephen, I'm I'm with you. It's something about – the college football feels a little weird where it's like the people who have gotten to the conference championship games then have to stick their neck out and could potentially lose um, their bid for the the college football playoffs. But I guess that's, um, that's just the way it is. So um, I, you know, I could see potentially any of these teams, maybe except for Georgia um, losing and uh, losing their spot in the in the top four, but um, as long as Saban doesn't get in, I think mm. I think I'll be happy. He's sitting back there with wins and saying that you know with the Iron Bowl and the win over Auburn that they ought to get in. But I'm like, come on, like uh, um, I'll have to go back and look and see the last time that Alabama wasn't um, in the college college football playoffs or the uh, or the title game. It's probably probably been a little while. Um, but anyway, we'll uh, yeah, good slate of games this weekend. Um, see if uh, maybe Brian Kelly and the family can uh, can knock off and LSU can knock off Georgia potentially as well. So, ought to be a good set of games. We just hope that the the boilers show up and the the train doesn't break down. Uh, come coming out of the tunnel there at Lucas Oil in Indianapolis. Um. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it for 
for football, you know, I will put in, I will put in a plug for the boilers that they're, uh, you know, there, there's these preseason like college basketball tournaments, like the Maui Jim Maui or the Phil Knight or some of these other invitationals. Uh Purdue had an amazing showing over the, the holiday break and the one they played in, I think they beat, uh, I think they beat Huggins in West Virginia and they beat Gonzaga and Gonzaga, they beat Duke. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which feels a little weird without Coach K there, but um Agreed. anyway, um yeah, so I think they jumped from like twenty twenty fourth all the way up to fifth. Um so we'll hopefully they uh they keep the magic ride going and uh have a good season. Look forward to watching Purdue basketball they, too. They got it. We watched that one a little bit of those games. Uh man, they got a guy on their team that's like nine foot. Eight inches tall. I mean, that guy. <laughs> like the second Louise. coming of Mirasan. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, it... played, they played tough. I mean, it was, it was fun to watch. They played some good basketball. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Zach Eady. And then, of course, a shout out to one of our friends on the team there, Ethan Morton. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to ask, why... Do you all understand or know, or did, did you learn at some point when you're contrasting the difference between Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, like what does it mean to have the state moniker as part of your school? So whether it's like Michigan and Michigan state or North Carolina, North Carolina state, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, is it, what, what is the, is the state, is there any history you learned there about why they call it that versus just the actual name of the state? You talking about like the Sooner State? Well, no, just like what, like you're, like you got Oklahoma <clears throat> University, then what, what is Oklahoma State University? Oh, because it's land grant, right? It's a land it's grant, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's land grant university. That's why most of these states are the state universities are land grant universities. And then what I don't exactly like- know how it all works and and why why OU is different. I, yeah, I don't know that. I know that. Most are land grants. I don't know how OU was different or is different. That that is a very good question that I can't answer right now. Maybe Mark knows more. No, it's just their uh, what they were, you know, founded on, and their like the the tenants, you know, research and land grant, and how their funding is is provided is is slightly different. Not that OU doesn't get funding from the state. It's just a different, uh, you know, kind of why they were founded, what they were founded on. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'm sure there'll be some um, Department of Corrections research on that for next time. It seems a little unoriginal to me. Um, I got to (laughs) be honest, whenever I hear a school that's a state, um, I always I always think it's a little cheapened and diminished. I don't know why. I don't know why. It just in my mind for some reason when the the state moniker is tacked on to the end. Here we uh, go. I don't know. I mean, like think about Louisiana. You think about. LSU, Louisiana State University, Ohio, you think of Ohio State University. Yeah, um, that's fair. Florida State, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sure pe- more people think about Florida or Miami. But, uh, I mean, I can go around. There, There's some that I, I think are right up there. But um, Like Indiana I mean, State all, University or Pooey Pooey. I mean, she's not all of us are, uh, you know, high fluting with the Boilermakers and all that. But, hey, you know, keeps their own. Yeah. Well, we all ended up on this pod together, didn't we, Steven? So oh, look at that. Really didn't really matter. Okay, we'll do I'll do a little bit of research. A little bit of research on that. Uh 
So quick update on uh, balls in net. So uh, we're right in the middle of the uh, the World Cup. Um, you know, thanks to uh, thanks to Stephen Chevy, uh, we ended, I was going to do a Marnock uh, about whether or not um, the U.S. was going to win today. Um, so the U.S. had their final match today in group play. Um, and we don't have enough time for me to explain the mechanics of the tournament. But um, anyway, it was basically a win or go home. Mm-hmm. And that, inclu- that included not tying. So they, they had to win. Um, they were playing uh, Iran, um, which I guess there was a game back in, I think it was like 98, that was uh, mm-hmm. quite politically charged. Um, and there was uh, some similar undertones coming into this match. But um, uh, great, great news for the Americans. So they end up, uh, they end up winning uh, 1-0. Um, and so they will advance out of group play and, um, the December 3rd, uh, December 3rd will be when the next round starts for them. So there's, there's no more of this group play. And I think it's basically, um, single elimination, um, at that point for each game. So believe it or not, there's, uh, is already set, um, against the Netherlands. Um, so they will be, Ooh. they'll be going Ooh. up against the, the Dutch on, um, on December 3rd. So, mm. uh, get a chance to, uh, to watch that. I think, um, the rest of the, several of the other pair, uh, groupings still have to finish out their, their third and final games to kind of determine who's going to be, um, who's going to be in and out, but, um, you know, good, good for the U S I still don't think they're a favorite. I'm not even really sure if they're going to win that game. Um, against the Netherlands, um, there's a, a couple other teams that I had when I checked the tables were still undefeated. Um, some powerhouses like uh, Brazil and and France, um, some other teams that had taken it in the shorts when they weren't supposed to. I don't know if you saw this story or not, but the uh, Saudis ended mm-hmm. up beating um, Argentina in the opening match. And uh, I think something like somebody there bought Rolls Royce, new Rolls Royces um, for all, all of the players on the Saudi team. So mm-hmm. um, I could only imagine what they would have got if they ended up winning, winning the whole thing. But I think they, they lost their next match and I don't, I don't really know if they're um, poised to get out of group play or not. So um, anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. Uh, to see the U.S. get out of group play, I you know I've got a, a bit of a mini festivus here though, um, just in terms I got a lot of problems with these people. Oh no! It's just like, I, I mean, what it what is that? It, it this match is played at two, one or two p.m. on a work day. Mm. How am I supposed to watch that? How does that make Not for easy. optimal viewing? Not easy Boy, at all. As Mark would tell you, it's really tough when you go over to that part of the world with the Doha's. Oh. You know, the, ty- the wow. timing thing okay. gets really tough, Mike. And <laughs> hey, you know what? They can't be playing in the middle of the night over there to make it perfect for the U.S. So I just think you might need to, you know, find ways to work from home every now and then, Mike, and make it work. <laughs> yeah, well, you, know, you I tell you. They work so much. Let them work. Let them uh, give you some work from home time. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's like one of those things where you know, do I really need the the Direct TV with the sports package and the ability to watch it on my phone? Uh, and not not really. 
But when something like that or, or Hulu or some of these other like sporting events, like it is, it is nice to have that. But, um, it, you know, that, that, but the other thing I don't understand is why can I, why can I take a TV and plug in rabbit ears and get access to all of my local channels, including Fox, which was holding the game, but I can't take my phone and watch Fox on my phone. Can anybody explain that? It's the same thing where if I'm driving down the road here in Dallas, I can listen for free in my car to the Dallas Cowboys football game on FM, but I can't go to my phone if I'm sitting in Indianapolis and pull up the, the Dallas Cowboys radio station on my phone. It's different, can, man. Like there, there's so anybody many explain unpa- that? So many things unpack here. Your it's phone all free. Is not, oh, my gosh. Yeah, but your phone is not designed to receive those signals. There are different uh, amplitudes, FM, AM, versus what your, <laughs> your, your TV is, is different over the air signal versus your radio versus what your phone is developed and designed to receive. Like it's, I don't know how much simpler to explain it than that. Like it's well, not you designed might be a receive. bit out of your depth there. I mean, you they no. can obviously stream no. channels. Like they can stream Yeah, okay, TV go to the, the Fox app. The Fox app is different than saying, I'm going to get the over-the-air whatever signal sent down to my phone that a TV gets. This isn't designed currently to receive that signal. It's different. Like I, uh, like I, I, yeah, I don't know but, what else to say. Okay, <laughs> so this is a challenge for next time. Maybe I will. one of us can download the Fox app. And see okay. if you can watch TV without having to create a create an account or indicate who you're providing. Yeah. So what is that? Doubt it. Dude, uh, that's how they it's just it another. Down. It's another yeah. way that they can nickel and dime you and screw you. I'm telling you, that's all these companies are good for, Mike. Well, you're so finally I'm learning. To, I'm gonna have to start Welcome. walking around with a mini TV and rabbit oh, ears. Yeah. Old school. You know, here's here's my suggestion, Mike. There's been like a random uh, UFC fight. If you just like get on Facebook Live or, mm-hmm. or other places stream, just allow somebody, some schmuck that's sitting in their you know their house doing nothing to just pirate <laughs> it for you. And you know what? It's not perfect. The camera's a little little wobbly. You know, you hear all the background noise in their house, but hey, you're still getting to watch it. For free and not give a company more of your money, Mike. Okay. Well, like Jerry, Jerry and the Jerry going to do the bootleg movies in the old uh, movie theater. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I I I encourage someone to write in and tell me how that makes any sense that I can watch it from here if I have a TV and an antenna, but I can't watch it from my phone. How does that make a hill of beans? It's a different, but... like it's a different receiver and it's no, a different, but oh it's the gosh. Wi-Fi. They, they put it on the line. They could, oh, they, could make, they could <laughs> they make it, it available Mark, if they wanted to, I'm not talking about transmission technology. I'm talking about the fact that how is it oh, free with one okay. medium, but gotcha. it's not gotcha. free over my phone. That makes zero gotcha. sense to me. Okay. Too many questions, Damn. Mike. They're gonna put you. They're gonna put you on the list, and you're gonna be Clinton. Don't ask too no, many questions, you did it. Mike. Yeah, no, you did it. Don't well, ask questions. We already know that you had your brake lines cut, so I'm, <laughs> they're still coming oh, after you. Oh, you're onto something. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You better, you better sleep that. with one eye open. 
literally. Ah, boy. All right. Well, that's that's a complete sham. But um, anyway, make sure. Uh, sham. If, wow. Let's see. December. December third. Gonna guess that's a weekday. Oh, it's a Saturday. Okay, so we won't have to worry about the whole mm. trying to figure out how to watch it at we? work. We, you, not <laughs> we, you, <laughs> you won't have to figure it out on December third. <laughs> this coming Saturday, I'll be watching college football, guaranteed. Okay, we'll see. Classic. Um, Whew. I did want to did want to bring back just a quick one. So, uh, cars in pit segment so uh, the f1 season i think is is officially over um obviously verstappen um had the season wrapped up um many races ago he finishes with 454 points second place is leclerc with 308 um mm. and perez finishes uh perez who's verstappen's red bull teammate finishes with 305 so um, i'm not oh. going to belabor the fact that that's no competition and that we hope that mm-hmm. uh there's more next year and it seems like these cars actually created more of a divide this year. What is going to be interesting next year for me is the Red Bull team. Uh, Cause there's, there's some fireworks there. One was oh. around the fact that they overspent and they knowingly overspent, but apparently they overspent by a little enough amount that they weren't hit with any major um, mm. sanctions or restrictions, um, which is, is interesting. I guess that mm. goes back to the old, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and they knew how much to cheat by. Uh, and, and of course, the other teams are calling for, you know, the death penalty and whatever else. And, and it's just like if you if you only spend, you know, if you only overrun your budget by less than 10 percent or whatever, then it's not really a big yeah. deal, guys. No harm, no foul. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing was that there was a race. I think it was the Brazil, the Grand Prix or whatever they were having in Brazil, where. Um, the Red Bull team had asked for Stoppen to let Perez pass in order for Perez to, uh, you know, be second in the standings in front of Leclerc. And Verstappen said no. Um, and so he uh, so there's there's some sort of rift um, on the team there. And I can only imagine what it's like in the team room. Um, and he, so he, of course, ends up finishing third in the season behind Leclerc and they don't get the sort of the one two um with red bull finishing first and second in the standing so um it'll be interesting to Ooh. see what what next year holds but uh you, you gotta assume if everything else is equal um you know that it's going to continue to be dominant next year given the fact that Verstappen had had 100 almost 150 more points than, than everyone else this year yeah that restrictor plate you know it just uh helps you win every time Winner's going to win. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, let's move on to uh, Marnak, the mediocre. So um, just out of curiosity, Marnak, did you you think that the U.S. was going to beat Iran today? Uh, Yes, of course. I'd cheer for my, my, you know, the United States. Absolutely. You got to believe in your heart. You know, it's uh, hindsight's 2020. Soccer is a proxy for other world events. So, I mean, of course, we're going to win. No, I I, I, I hope we were going to win. I didn't. I watched a little bit of it. You know, it was on the TVs and the cafeterias and such. Um, So, yeah, no, glad we won. Okay. I didn't, 
Yeah, I, I don't think it was a lock. No, they definitely got and a little and conservative. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a surprise. Too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I wouldn't have been shocked if we lost. And I saw that their star, I think yep. their star basilic went down, and I don't, I don't ultimately mm. know what the diagnosis there was or not. But uh, hopefully, he's going to be back. Um, oh, good. For, uh, headline on ESPN: um, Pulisic will be ready for the the Netherlands yes. World Cup games. That's a good deal. Something about a hang. <laughs> All right. So the question yeah. for question for Marnak then hmm? is uh, near and dear to my heart. Will will the Purdue Boilermakers cover the uh, 16, 17 point spread against the uh, Michigan Wolverines this weekend in the Big Ten Championship? Mike, in my heart of hearts, I want to say yes. But today, I call I call him a, he- <laughs> a, a heavy envelope. The here. vanilla this envelope. Is, this is the vanilla slash manila envelope. And I'm sad to say the answer is no. They will not. Um, I think Mi- Michigan is playing too good a ball. Um, they're peaking at the right time. You go in and basically curb stomp Ohio State like that in in uh, in the Ohio State's the the shoe. Uh, I don't know how uh, they don't put up you know an extra twenty five to thirty points on Purdue. Now, so that's my heart. That's what my gut's saying. If Purdue plays the slow ball, like I know they're capable of playing, and I've seen it before. Where they take you know nine minutes per drive, fundamentally the math works in their favor. So, if Harbaugh's got these guys flying down the field, it's going to be a challenge. And the answer is no. Now, if Purdue can slow it down and take nine minutes per drive, maybe. But uh, my answer is no. I hope I'm wrong for your sake. Yeah, that's all I got. Manila envelope. Yeah, I, I was. No, we well. Yeah, you know, given Marnax less than stellar record, you got to keep changing the envelope so that it it's won't. Not lie. great because all the previous envelopes have yeah. lied. They've all been burned, um, put in the fire pit. They're gone. But uh, yeah, I, I was surprised. I, I thought the I thought the line was going to be bigger. Um, so yeah, that's that is shocking to me. 16 Only sixteen is... points. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but hey. But uh, I don't know. It should be interesting. I, you know, oh, yeah. I, I've said that I'm not a huge fan of Harbaugh. I, I do kind of like watching him just because, you know, he kind of carries himself like a, mm-hmm. like an a-hole sometimes on the, mm. so I'll at least get some pleasure if the game's close out of seeing, <laughs> you know, consternation and whatever else from Harbaugh. Um, but if it's just a route, then um, not going to be good. So that's 7 p.m. On Saturday on Fox, which I can't watch on my phone. So oh, better geez. make sure I'm in front of the TV. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you know, something that's funny too, I wanted to I wanted to mention. Um, you know, I went back to Michigan for Thanksgiving and um the license plates there, so you might have heard the saying pure Michigan, uh, mm-hmm. with with our favorite Tim Allen, uh, friend of the pod. Um, they've so they've done away with that. So the new plate is actually it's exactly 
like the Michigan colors. It's blue oh. and gold, and it says something to the effect of water, winter, wonderland. Um, so oh. I encourage you to to go take a look at them if you get a sec. There was a scheme that, and I've mentioned it before, I think there was a scheme that I had heard New York had <clears throat> where their stock plate <clears throat> um, was blue and yellow, and they had made it so ugly that they were forcing the residents to buy the custom plates and spend mm. more. Um, so I, it, certainly if you're someone who went to Michigan state or somewhere that uh, hates Michigan, um, you're probably going to be encouraged to go away from, the, from these plates. Yeah, you're going to wow. have to pay for the fancy plates. Yeah. Mike, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, it is. Whoever, whoever voted <laughs> this in, we're definitely Michigan alums, but I mm-hmm. was guessing the three words on there. Like I follow water. I follow why winter. I was assuming you would say water, winter, murder. Like those <laughs> are the top three things out of Michigan. So I'm actually, wow. I, you know, the mitten, you know, the murder mitten. I'm kind Ooh. of surprised that, wow. you know, if the, hey, if the, if the mitten fits, you know, mm. and it does. I, yeah. I mean, not, not surprising that murder didn't make their plates, but very surprising <laughs> that uh, the Michigan colors came through. So they, I think that's a, that's a bit of a joke, right? It's like, I don't know. That'd be like making the Indiana plate red and white to match the illusions, uh, but um, <laughs> they didn't. Um, but I will give credit to Marnock. He was right about the Boilers making the, uh, the big championship game. So that's Bye-bye. all that matters. All that matters to the committee here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in okay. your good graces. Back in your good graces. Um, so uh, Department of Corrections, uh, fairly well, light, fairly oh, light this yes. time around. So um, I did a little bit more research around the 9-11 date change with the uh, Super Bowl. So <laughs> maybe, maybe we can just agree to agree here. Oh, um, hmm. so. So I think you're the only one that called it the 9-11 date change, first of all. <laughs> so apparently uh, the NFL decided to set a new pattern in 1999 um, where they would start af- start the regular season after Labor Day, which Stephen had pointed out in his crack research. Um, now, apparently, Whoa. hey, crack, crack is an I'll check your adjectives and synonyms. Um, so in but in 2000. And 2002, even though they changed the seasons to start after Labor Day, they had already set the Super Bowl dates um, as if so. Then they had to forego buys in the playoffs to to cram everything together. So um, in 2002, it started after Labor Day. But then the Super Bowl was on my birthday again. So actually, that's quite fitting that the last Super Bowl that was in January was actually on, on my birthday. So I guess they, they recognized that they were screwing me over. Um, but Good Hey, what, what does that mean? Does that mean that the NFL maybe knew about nine 11 coming or something? I mean, that, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something deeper here that we uncovered. Oh. Uh, might have to scrub this from the podcast, Stephen. for you. I wonder if they, I wonder if the NFL lost a couple trillion dollars and announced that the day before they made the change, kind of like other, any, anyways, I won't go into that, but, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we just misplaced a couple trillion dollars. Don't worry about it. Oh, hey, big big news article. Let's, uh, okay, never mind. Keep keep going. Keep going. All right. So oh, so yeah, I, th- I think we'll we'll agree to agree or agree to disagree hmm. um, on that one. But um, 
regardless, uh, yeah, never to have a um, Super Bowl on my birthday again. Um, I had a uh, a comment there around, uh, you know, with the uh, Maltby, Gary Coke Maltby. exit. Mm. I had a, a comment that Sawgrass, that, uh, you know, Coke's call was a, was a chip by Tiger. No, um, but... But it was actually it, well. It was a putt from off the green. So is that a uh, chip? It's not. It's not a green in regulation. But is it's it a chip? Cons- it's not considered uh, a chip. It's a putt, but not a putt, as in like uh, you know putting putts that they it, count for on the greens. Correct. It doesn't go onto the putting numbers. I think yep. it, uh, it doesn't go to the putting numbers. No. Just a stroke. Yep. Just okay. a stroke. A stroke. <laughs> a stroke. Okay. Just a stroke. So we're he not called really sure. an amazing stroke on Tiger. Okay. Yeah. So I got I got that one wrong. Um now Steven, when we were we were talking about Sawgrass, you lamented that Sawgrass wasn't even the fifteenth best tournament on <laughs> Tor Rota. Do you stand behind that comment? Uh ten to fifteen. Twelve to fifteen. <laughs> wow. Ten, ten to fifteen. <laughs> 10 to 15, like yeah. A Belgian waffle down. here. Belgian waffle. Well, <sighs> Belgian waffle. Um, I'm not sure how that relates to sauce. Waffling. But... He's waffling. Did you say I'm waffling? Oh. Yeah. Mm. Come on, yeah. man. 10 to 15 easily. I can think of many I like better. To call it the fifth major is a scam. Uh, we all know that number seven is the classic up there in the murder. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's way past the classic. I can think of a couple. Yes, tw- ten to fifteen. Let's call it that. Okay. 10 to I, 15. I, I do think it's it's a bit of home cooking, right? It's like Greg Norman oh. giving the the Greg Norman medal to Cam Smith this year. Like it's <laughs> it's like the tour has the headquarters. And it's got this course that it's built, and I do think it's like un—it's not unreasonable—is not the right word, but there's like undue like prestige there just because it's affiliated with the tour. Mm. And I think it's just like a inland Florida course that you know, like it's got some iconic holes, and it's got kind of a cool Pete Dye layout, and that you don't see a lot of what's coming until you get there. But yeah, is it really that? Grade of a course, um, mm-hmm. or is it just that the tour has the ability to claim that it's the fifth major because it's the tourist course? Correct. Bit of conflict of interest there. Conflict Big of interest. Time. Smidge. Um, last, last is not really. I don't really think it's a DOC other than you know Stephen really not giving enough credit to the Jets and bonus. Um, <laughs> I went and looked at the standings. I don't understand why Winnipeg's got three less games played. Like when I, I just checked it and Winnipeg was up there or just behind the stars, but for some reason they had three less games played this season than the stars. And I I don't know if the league's like trying to stunt bonus from getting on a roll or what, what exactly is going on there. But I mean, that seems, it seems a little fishy to me. Something going on there. Hmm. I uh, yeah, well, I got no thoughts on that, but Mike, you, you bring up an interesting point. Well, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so no, that was it. So actually, I think, Mark, you were Whoa. clean. Congratulations. 
this is of our 24 episodes, well, 23 of on the on the DOC here. I don't know if I've ever had a clean episode. So, man, I think guys, 20. This is, I think 20 wow. you may have. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, Cherishing quality information. Look at that, I Mark. Mean, Look at you. I just, I hope the listeners know that I like to bring integrity, honesty, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's important for what we do here. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Got- I, we're 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 getting we're going away from our motto. We need to start messing up more. I think we're getting way too clean, guys. <laughs> well, right. you just got yourself on DOC for next week, Mark. So yes, perfect. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and round out the evening with uh, local knowledge. I'm going to start with the old man. What are your thoughts for the week? No, thanks, Mike. Yeah, I you know I it. I uh, probably goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, especially after this last week. Uh, definitely important to cherish your loved ones. Um, getting back to see family and friends for Thanksgiving was was awesome. Uh, I miss that. I'm like you, Mike. I think you, you shouldn't take anything for granted. That's for certain. Um, next, I uh, the house uh, continues to uh, add more and more Christmas decor, both inside and out. Um, I, you know, I love seeing Christmas lights on people's houses. I think it just bring it, it, it warms my heart. It brings joy. So I put, uh, life's, uh, like human sized snowflakes out in the yard and a little nativity scene. We put lights on the outside. I'm telling you guys, we are in full Christmas mode inside and out. So if you're celebrating this year, you know, put a few things on the outside so you can bring some joy and some good cheer to your neighbors uh and these snowflakes i'm telling you people like them down here in houston i got snow all christmas long in my yard um it's pretty nice i can lie to you if anybody wants to buy them i'll sell them to you you know 500 bucks a snowflake uh but they're pretty cool so decorate getting this season i'm uh, i'm getting pretty pumped i got about a week and a half left of work and then shutting it down for the year oh yeah that's right uh gonna go skiing uh, then I, I, I am truly excited. Approximately one month from today, we'll be in the greater DFW area celebrating the nuptials of Mikey himself. So I'm excited for that. Look, really looking forward to it, Mike. Can't wait. Um, it popped up on my calendar today. And oh, nice. anyway, looking forward to that. Yeah. Local knowledge. Celebrate with the people around you. Get excited for the season. Cherished your loved ones. It'd be it'd be hard not to with um that much time off, but yeah. That's a um, lot of time off. Can't wait. Yep. <laughs> right, well, I, I applaud you for the uh life work balance you got Thank going you. on there. Good job. <laughs> and heard it here first. Mark loves snowflakes. Oh yeah. I, I did hear that. <laughs> and he's got them in his yard. Oh yeah. Around. Jack wagons. Okay. Steven. Well, I figured that this is going to be taken, so uh, I couldn't <laughs> think of a second one. But it it, I, it goes back to the Christmas spirit. Um, you know, just as Mark noted, uh, I enjoy my nightly walks with the hound, uh, seeing the Christmas lights, um, going out and about. The store's all done up with Christmas. It is the best time of year. It's the prettiest time of year. Um, so I, I've really been enjoying that really get, you know, get you in the mood. Uh, I like December, 
uh, something to look forward to a little bit of time off, some more fun with family, some, some nice giving. Um, so yeah, I, I think it is the light. Just really getting in the Christmas spirit here, you know, really, really making <laughs> this Grinch's heart grow over here, guys. Look at that. Oh, good. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not a Grinch, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah. called it, but don't worry, guys. Don't worry. Um. Yeah. So, so I got a heartwarming tale to help Stephen with your heart of stone. Um. So we <laughs> there was this uh, story. I don't know if you saw it or not, but um, apparently a plane um, on its way to Wisconsin uh, carrying fifty three uh, rescue dogs crashed on a. Uh, Apropos Gosh. of this podcast, yeah, crashed on a golf green um, on its way up at maybe Aaron Hills. Um, and uh, all 53 dogs survived. So, Heck yeah. Uh, yes. Pre- Go yeah, dogs. I know. Pre- I know. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Um, wow. I, uh, yeah. And um, it was a heartwarming tale. But, you know, I, I remember seeing a, a stat. And and I'm, I mean, we can Department of Corrections and and uh, had research team this one, but uh, mm. some stat that said like ninety percent of people survive plane crashes. So, um, good not, <laughs> not sure whether or not that's true, but uh, for these know. for these dogs, uh, that was the that was the case, and so and the and the pilot survived too. Wow, um, that's great. That's uh, pretty pretty heartwarming tale. We're uh, most of us on here, dog lovers. So that was a good one Oops. that I I thought yeah. would share. Um, another one. So I uh, and th- this won't interest Mark because it's a it's a Netflix series. But um, oh jeez, you know I've I've come to appreciate uh, as I you know as I cut the cord or satellite, if you will, and use some of these streaming <laughs> services. Uh, I've come to appreciate some of the original content. Uh, coming through Netflix and some of the other services. So there was mm. one on there called Wednesday, um, which is uh, related mm. to the Adams family. So obviously Adams mm. family, uh, part of part of my childhood and growing up in some of those those movies. Um, but this one, uh, this one was pretty interesting. It's kind of a mix of like uh, true crime, uh, true crime meets like Hogwarts meets like. Um, uh, Adam's family. So, uh, if you, if you got some time, check that out. It's eight episodes. Um, mm. I know, I know Mark won't, but, um, it's a good a one on there. So, uh, and then lastly, so, uh, had a chance to chat with a financial planner and so got some oh. bad news. Uh, yeah, bad news. Looks like I'm going to be working till, uh, 62 or something like that. So that's, you know, quite a few years past when I Man. thought I might be working. So, um, you know, in, in the spirit of Mark's uh, promoting life work balance, I something I'm going to have to do. And I you know, had got some good advice from someone to uh, make sure you, you you check your your work and your problems at the door when you come home. Because for the you know, for the next yep. 40 years when I'm working, I'm going to have to find a way to, <laughs> uh, you know, to manage that uh, and n- not get too not get too wrapped, wrapped up with work. So. Uh, does Pappy have an old saying for this? Like, you know, be happy with working even when you're old and gray. And uh, uh, well, no, I mean, I already shared the one about uh, you know being being thankful you got a job. Um, 
Yeah. Haven't see. Haven't haven't got a whole lot of sayings about uh, what to look forward to as part of retirement. So maybe I'll see if see if he's got any inspiration. Come on, Pappy. Keep me going for the next four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it. Another one in the books. Thanks, everyone, for joining. We can at Berkman's. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week. Take care.